Hey, what's up? It's Kiara. <sighs> no. <laughs> Are we live? Is this working? Is this thing on? What's up? It's Kiara, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. Now, this episode is a little bit different because instead of one guest co-host, I have two. Vonda, who you know, and Jay, who is my cousin-in-law. As black women, we go through a lot in life, period. But we also grew up a little bit different from others as well. We can thank our moms and other people who raised us for instilling such strong values that hold true today. But I can also say that we didn't always learn those values in the best way. Today in this episode, we'll be talking about how some of those values, truths, and beliefs that we hold true were sometimes accompanied by traumatic or negative experiences. Now, this topic can be a little bit touchy, and I don't want any moms, especially our moms, to feel that we're attacking them in any way. Our mothers are our queens, and we love them and respect them as such. We value you. But we also have learned from your mistakes, and we want to push a positive narrative for our children and future children. I really enjoyed this episode because it gave me an opportunity to cleanse. I think that Understanding my own growth in relation to my mom and my friends is helpful in my journey. I really hope that you ladies get something out of this. Please continue this conversation because it is so necessary and so needed. As always, thank you so much for listening to For Realness Sake. And without further ado, Jay and Vonda. So I'm really excited about this conversation. What y'all got to say? Talk to me. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited mostly because I was raised by a black mom. Um, I'm a black mom to a black daughter. So mm-hmm. for me, this, this conversation is super important to have because I love my mom. Let me, let me start off with that. And I thank her. <laughs> um, but as a parent, you always want to try to outdo your parents. You know, mm-hmm. you want to give your kid everything you had and everything you didn't have. Um, and that doesn't just include the material things. That includes the values that you wish you would have learned. Facts. Um, that includes experiences that you wish you did or maybe didn't have. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Vonda? Yes, and I feel the same as well. Like, um, I definitely love my mom. I thank her for all the things that she have that she did for me and, you know, how the way she raised me. But I just believe that I believe that what she lacked was education in certain areas of my life, like telling me what preparing really preparing me for the future and like things like talking to me about sex or talking to me about relationships and talking to me about my everyday life, like, you know, really getting personal with my life and trying to say like what's going on with you instead of saying oh you just smelling yourself and you getting old (laughs) and you know now that you done turned 16 you think you grown but you know it was more of can you conversate with me and tell me where I'm at in life right now and how can I you know step into the next um level of my life Mm -hmm. knowing what's to come versus me trying to figure it out Yeah, I think you jump right into it there with that one, but that's true. Sometimes I have to think, even when I think of my own situation with my mom, how was she raised? I think a lot of times we kind of forget that our moms were once, you know, young girls too, and, you know, they can only emulate what they see. And Mm -hmm. maybe instead of, you know, maybe they wanted what they didn't have, and in a way they thought that what they were doing was better. But sometimes they can fall into those same kind of traps and think that by teaching each other and by being honest and having that conversation, we can close that gap and start to have real conversations with each other. I know that for my mom, something that like really bothered me when I was younger was that we really didn't, we talked, but I kind of didn't want to tell my truth in a sense where I felt nervous or like, I don't know, I it's hard to believe, but I was kind of like an angry kid and I felt like I couldn't talk. So I used to always like, 
I would let people assume that I had an attitude without actually having one. Like I could really be sad, but I would be like, you know, sitting there or whatever. And my mom would be like, oh, well, you're mad. Or, you know, Kira's got another attitude. And I'll just be like, yeah, but I sure do. You know, I'm not good. Right. Instead of, a, yeah, instead of like addressing like, well, actually, I'm, I'm really sad. I'm stressed out or whatever. But it was just easier for me to say, you're right. Yep. I'm mad. So just <laughs> leave me alone. Let me go in my room, read my book or whatever. But yeah. That was, you know, that that was a teachable moment for us then to where I could have learned how to express myself instead of waiting until I'm, you know, well into my 20s to know that it's not okay to just be mad. Anger is a secondary emotion. I was hurt. I was, you know, afraid. Mm -hmm. There was something else going on, but I didn't know how to express that. I think you said the perfect term when you said defense mode. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I'm very reflective, so I've tried to rationalize why my mom... Uh, parented me the way that she did mm-hmm. um, and in reflection she came from a two-parent household so for her to raise me she was a single mom for majority wow. of that time I think she was in defense mode I think that she parented from fear mm. often of that not being familiar to her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she did the best that she could mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to be two parents from what she saw and embody both of the things that she saw in both of her parents and I mm-hmm. don't think that allowed for her to parent and be the mom because she was often trying to be the dad. Right. Ooh, I like um, that, yeah. And it's hard. You know, I'm a single mom, so for me, I'm trying to really hone into being a mom because, in my opinion, a mom is nurturing. Yeah. A mom um, does not parent from fear, right? A mom comforts. A mom mm. is fearless when she raises her, when she raises her kids. Yes. Um, but I think I'm less afraid because mm-hmm. I've seen it done. Yeah. So I know that it's, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, she didn't have that. So she she was probably in fear a lot, and that mm-hmm. caused me to be on the defense because mm-hmm. if you're afraid, I'm afraid. Right. I don't know why you're afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's afraid and nervous. Everybody's scared. <laughs> right. You know, I like what both of you brought up mm-hmm. about, like, the generation and how you have to go back to our parents and say that they wasn't, they wasn't raised, um, you know, they had – they they wasn't taught either and so mm-hmm. i think that abnormal became normal mm-hmm. and it became a pattern and now that we're actually talking about it and we're bringing it to light that we can actually break this cycle and yeah. we can lay a new foundation and we can you know do something different as parents i don't have kids yet but i definitely know when i get kids i want to impart wisdom into them i want to talk to them and i want them to get a full understanding and be able to come to me and talk to me about whatever and don't be afraid and i think that was the thing with me and my mom I was really afraid to go to her because I thought that if I told her something, I was going to get in trouble. Or, you know, she was going to tell me, girl, just go sit down somewhere and watch TV. And I wasn't going to get the answer that I was really looking for because maybe she just didn't know what to say or how Mm -hmm. to say it, you know, without causing me to be afraid or feeling like she didn't give me the right answer. Yeah. Wow. That's true. I like to think that my mom was super young. Like I was mm. just talking to her a couple of weeks ago about how young she was. Like when she was 26, 27, she had just got married, I believe at 26. And she already had two girls. She had me my, yeah. and my sister. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, man, I can't imagine having two whole kids, mm-hmm. you know, at that age. Like I was 10 or nine and my sister was like four or five mm. so i'm like girl you had a lot going on like how are you a full-time mom you know at the time where i'm still mad that i gotta wake up at eight o'clock in the morning for a class <laughs> like i'm over here eating you know fruit loops for breakfast like you were over here managing two people's mm-hmm. lives like kudos to you for that and i think that that you know, she was very strong for that, but that also may have hindered her in a way to be able to really, like, sow into our lives. She showed me how to be strong. She showed me how, you know, to be a girl, to be be clean. You know, girls are seen, not heard. Mm-hmm. She used to always get compliments about how well-mannered me and my sister were, and she took pride in that, and so did I. I was like, yes, girl, we sitting at the Applebee's, and we quiet, and everybody's talking <laughs> about how cute we are. Like, I'm here for it. But I just think that where we lacked is is in the communication. Yeah. As I got older, I wasn't able to, or well, I was unsure of myself, 
And so that made me unsure of, of everything. I, I didn't know how to talk. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she really knew how to talk to me either because mm-hmm. it's like we're both growing right now. And this is a new season for her, you know, and it was a new season for me as well. And how do we maneuver through that as a yeah. as a young mom yeah. and with her young daughter? How mm-hmm. do you have that conversation? So a lot of times it just came to like, do as I say, not as I do, yes, not as right. I do kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't got time for your attitude right now. Or get out of my face. Or, you know, boys are bad. You know, yes. don't talk to boys at all. Or if I see you, if I think. And it became like, well, dang. Like, no, right. I can't just... I'm just out here, you know, thinking boys are bad. And I, I, I don't know. I never really, I don't want to say never, but it was kind of hard for me to transition into adulthood with my own relationships because I went into it thinking, well, you're going to do something. You know, you're mm-hmm. you, my mama don't halfway like you. You know what I'm saying? So it's, <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? So I think that, yeah, having better conversations or more thoughtful conversations would be helpful, you know, going forward. What do y'all think? I think having that conversation, though, makes you have to be vulnerable. And mm. I will agree, my mom taught me how to be tough. Yep. Um, I think she prepared me to navigate through life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she taught me how to fit in in the big leagues, and she taught me how to handle my own. But in that same moment, I felt like I learned how to play a part. Mm. Yep. So for me to communicate, I always felt like I had to be tough. And if I communicated mm. in a way uh-huh. that made me not tough, that I was not making my mom proud. Like, I'm right. not doing what you've been teaching ah. me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally, kids do uh, more of what you represent, mm-hmm. yep. more of what you show them, mm. less of what you tell them. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, my mom, I would say she would encourage me to talk. But if I never saw her talk, you know, I'm not going to do it. Exactly. If or I how? never saw you cry, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. cry. Yeah. Um, wow. And that's a tough thing to break. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're taught that as girls yes. to be tough. Like, black women, we have two strikes against us. We're, we're a woman and we're black. You know what right. I'm saying? So right. everybody else in the world, the men of the world, I know when I was in the military, that was a big thing, like, angry black girl. That was, like, my yeah. role. Like, oh, you know, Taylor, yep. she's angry. She's mm-hmm. And I was that role. Like, you know what? Yeah, I, you're right. So don't mess with me. I'm angry. I got an attitude. Leave me alone. But on the inside, I'm like just dying, craving for like real, real, I think vulnerability. Like somebody please crack this egg so please. I can just tell y'all everything. Like I'm Let ready. Let and it be okay. Yes. Because yes. yes. that's also something I didn't get. For me to cry was like, what are you crying for? Mm-hmm. This is not so bad. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Um, so to be able to cry and still associate that crying with being tough. Yeah. Or that crying with being human. I don't think I learned the traits to be human. I think I learned Ooh. the traits to survive. Ooh, that's um, good. And for yes. that, I'm forever grateful. But I don't think I learned mm-hmm. the traits to communicate. So my biggest fear, and I, I fought that from myself, I think that um, I was a horrible partner mm. because I didn't learn how to communicate. I think I was a horrible partner because I had these visions in my mind of mm, girl. the type of man I want to yep. see my mom with. Come on. So like, if you didn't fit that Say box that. for me... <laughs> Ah, yes. It was like uh, off with your head. Yes, <laughs> you didn't fit that box for what I envisioned my mom being with. Mm-hmm. It's over for you. And talk about it, cry about it. Excuse you. I got one emotion. It's zero to a max. <laughs> right. so I'm popping off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yes. Ooh, you girl. You better say that. Right. You really hit on some really good things. I like how you talked about like you was in survival mode versus communicate learning how to communicate and i know like for me growing up my mom and my dad was married so my dad was in and out of the house so i always seen my mom keep a job you know she taught me and my brother and my sister how to do laundry at a young age my mom didn't know how to drive so we was always learning things at a small you know how to catch the bus Mm -hmm. how to handle money how to pay bills we were doing these things when i was like in elementary school i'm talking about at a young age a young young age and so i like how you talked about just trying to learn how to 
to survive and you know saying when I grow up that I'm gonna work really hard and I'm gonna have the final things of life versus learning how to communicate and build strong relationships mm-hmm. you know not we never even sat at the table and ate never. dinner we never said well how was your day today or no one helped me with my homework I'm gonna just be honest with you besides my dad when my dad was there mm-hmm. he would help me with my math homework but no one was into my schooling as well like you know it was go to school get perfect attendance because that's what you're gonna have you're not <laughs> sick today honey so get it together and <laughs> don't let them teachers call me because right. if i have to come in that school that's a honey, the better things not. that you say that, I felt like I used to only see on Disney Channel. And growing up, I used to love to watch Disney Channel wow. just so I could see what I thought a family should be. Yep. Like, the simple things that mm-hmm. I feel like other people in other cultures, they think is mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. You know, to sit at the dinner table. A vacation? What is that? Family vacation? I'm, what? I don't know about that. Um, and then I always felt like a man was just in the household just to provide. So it. my mom would take my dad whole... When my dad was there, she would take his whole check Okay. Oh, wow. And she would pay the bills and do what she wanted to do with it. And she was always saying, like, a man is there to provide. So even when I grew up, you know, I always felt like, and you don't have no money. I didn't. Mm. Want, okay. For me, it was, I'm going to help you. Because my mom took all my dad money and I thought that that was wrong. I don't want to be that girl. Oh. So I found myself getting these bad relationships taking care of people because I felt like I didn't want to be the one yeah I didn't be the one to take all of his money you know so I didn't understand what it means to be in a relationship in the roles of a relationship so like you said you felt like you did relationships wrong I did them totally wrong and y'all boys look honey (laughs) honey, if I get another man (laughs) I know how to build you up and add value to your life okay a queen (laughs) I feel that though even me too like I can relate to that I was like I don't know you have to ask him but I think I was so I had so many expectations of what I thought a man should be. My mom was married. She, you know, she was married for some time, but I didn't want, it was like, you know how you can be in a relationship or you can see a relationship and say, I want my relationship to be just like this. Or you could say, I don't want my relationship to be anything like this. And I think that for me, I had so many expectations of what I didn't want. Mm -hmm. And so that if I saw that he was like, kind of act in a certain way i would say oh please don't do that or like oh you're reminding me of you know this yeah. guy or whatever and it was like i never really was able to see him for who he was yes. because i was always comparing him to my parents relationship to like what i didn't want and he would say man like give me a chance like girl yeah. you know we're 19 we're 20 years old we don't right. have it all together but it was very hard for me to communicate because I didn't see that. Like, I would see them, my mom and her husband at the time, I would see them, like, argue, but I would mm-hmm. never see them make up. Mm-hmm. And that's not shade. That's just what it was. Like, they were, you know, they were arguing. We would know, like, silent treatment is mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. You know, no one's talking. And, you know, me and my sister would be kind of like, you know, oh, it's going down. You know, this is happening. But we would just see, like, the angry part, and then we would see them being fine. Mm-hmm. But there was never a conversation about, hey, we were, you know, not in a good place, but we're good now. This is what happened. We talked about it. And I felt like I didn't know how to talk about it because I didn't see it. So when I would get in an argument with Dante, I would hang up the phone. Like, I would just, like, click. Yeah, I ain't talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, it would I'm so be, guilty. Yep. Yes. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, you try me? Click. And he would call me back, like, don't hang up with me. Why are you doing that? Or, I'm like, you're not saying what I want to hear. Like, right. I don't have to be on the phone with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please. And it would, it took us a while. Like, he had to tell me, don't hang up on me. I don't like that. And I was like, well. But after a while, I was able to say, okay, all right, let's talk about whatever. But, yeah, it took me a long time to understand that communication is important. It's almost more important than any other part of the relationship. Yeah. Because if you don't communicate, like, what are you doing? What what else is there? But, you know, everybody, um, they communicate and they talk. <laughs> Right? Like, (laughs) until it's time to be a real adult, you know, and have an adult conversation. It's like, you're saying whatever you want to say, but then when it's time for us to get together and really have a real conversation, 
what happened to us being adults? What happened to us <laughs> right. talking? And so, you know, even like you said, like I seen a lot in my household as well with my mom, my dad physically fighting. So I always thought like, okay, I'm going to put my hands on you. <laughs> like, keep talking and I'm going to slap you upside your head. Keep playing with me, boy. Like, uh-uh. You know, I always thought it was like the controlling thing. Like, I'm going to hit you before you hit me kind Ooh, of thing. Right. You know, so it's a lot of things that we have seen that wasn't right. Mm. And, you know, like you said, just having a simple conversation. What can I do to make it right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what well, have I, I done wrong? You. I love you. I love you. I've never hair. heard that word. Oh my Her. God. You know, my mom, and come on now. For me, mm. like just being, just being real, for me, when I heard I love you, it came after trauma or pain. Ooh. Wow. It was like, you know, I'm sorry I hurt you. Like, you know, I did it because I love you. Mm. So growing up, like meeting men or even meeting other people, it was like, for me to hear I love you, it didn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. It's like, what you done did? Ooh, oh, man. Right. Or oh. I got used to that only being when it's said. So, like, I take pride now, you know, as mm. a grown adult to tell my female friends before I hang up the phone, like, girl, I love you. Yes, yes girl. Okay. Um, yes. I'm here for that. For me, that's, yes. how, that's how it was, you know, like. Mm-hmm. My mom used to tell me after this big blow up, like, I'm doing this because I love you. But it's like, you're hurting me. Right. You're loving me so hard that you're hurting me. Ooh, girl. Uh, you brought up a big point earlier when you said, like, giving chances. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was raised. My mom was like, I'm not going to give you too many chances. Whoa. This ain't going to happen too many times because mm-hmm. the world is not going to give you too many chances. Mm-hmm. You know, as a black woman, as a black girl... You have to be twice as good yep. just to be, you know, looked at as half of what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, Literally. life is not going to give you chances. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be out here giving you chances. And then to communicate, you know, I feel like my parent, she ruled with like an iron fist. It was her mm. way or the highway. So to yes. communicate, what, what we got to talk about? What we talking about? What we talking I about? I said what I said, period. And then, you know, another <laughs> form of communication is body language. Give me a hug. Like, yeah. express it. Not just say it, but show some type of actions. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but even with me and my mom talk about it now. And I'm like, you know, you never really gave us hugs. Never. So now she gives my nephew a lot of hugs. Oh, and yeah. she tell him that she love him and things like that. Because it was just like almost if you was just supposed to know it. Mm-hmm. Versus you... Feeling it, you know, and you telling me that you love me every single day before we leave. It was just almost as I have done all these things for you and I have taken care of you. And that's my I love you. Right. That's my You know, I cannot tell you how many times I said you do these things because the the law requires you to feed me. The law requires you to clothe me. To me and to a child, that's not love. You know, buying me things. And my daughter will look at me to this day and be like, mommy, why did you buy me a toy? Because right. she doesn't, she appreciates the toy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But her love and her time comes in. Oh, we about to play with this toy wow. together. Yes. That's what she Beautiful. wants to know. You bought me a toy because we're about to play with it. You Aww. know, or you're taking me here because oh, we're about to have a good time together. Yeah. So not having that. that line of communication, Kishin. not having that affection, mm-hmm. made me I feel like into such a hard person. Um, and then I always used to feel like no one cared what I had to say because yes. I didn't feel like my parent cared. Like it was mm-hmm. her way or the highway, what we talking about. So I would treat the rest of the world Girl, like that. Right Not yes. even just men, like anybody. anybody. And you know mm-hmm. what I have found out is that everybody wants to be loved. I don't care who you are, Facts. black, white, Puerto Rican, short, tart, dark. It don't matter who you are. Everybody just wants to be loved. But you got to know how to love, And you though. have to know, and That's you have to learn. Thing. Yeah, yeah you, you got to have to learn. Yeah, because if you don't know, like if, like, if you don't know how to love, it's going to be really hard to show it. I can remember, and I, and I have to say, I'm guilty, too. Like, when I was a kid, like I said, I let people assume I was angry. Most times I was just, like, sad. I didn't know how to express it. But I would push my mom away as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't always her, like, you know, it was me too like girl like i don't just leave me alone you already assume whatever now i'm in this mode now i'm hard now now i can't receive it even if you gave it to me i don't want it it. because you it's it's already my wall is up Mm -hmm. so it's like we built these bricks together it wasn't just me you know pushing you out but it was both of us and i can see it now with my mom she has those times where she can put her wall up as well and it's because maybe she didn't learn or maybe no one took the time but you gotta know 
how you want to be loved. It's not everybody can, don't love the same way. Right. I love it. And you yes. know what? That made me think about the five love languages. Yes. And how it's so important. Girl, what's to, yours? What's your love language? Mine, you know what? I love for people to give me quality time. Definitely. Sit down and just That's listen yours. to me talk. Like you can listen to me talk. Okay, I got a couple of them. You can <laughs> you can buy me something too and shower uh-huh. down some love too. But you know, I really like when people just listen to me talk and it's if even if I'm on a tangent, mm. just can you hear me? But don't just listen to me talk. Can you please respond back to me and give me Ooh, some feedback yeah. on that? And I think that is important because a lot of people they don't take the time in relationships to learn the mm-hmm. other person's love language. And if you learn that, it'll make the relationship so much easier. Facts. Because if you know how I love how I love and what I desire, then it's easier for you to talk to me and you know give me what i need because yeah. it's things that we all need and mm-hmm. if i know what you need i can give it to you Facts. easily versus me doing it another way that doesn't please you or that satisfy you, won't receive. you. but you yeah. know what i feel like because i took the time to figure out my love language and i definitely like some quality time <laughs> okay. and i like physical touch <laughs> which is weird because i didn't get it right yeah. growing up so for me if i don't like you like that don't touch me but um <laughs> when i let someone know what i need and you don't give it to me, mm. that's when my biggest wall, like, this is Fort Knox or something here because... Because I told I, you. I, I took the time to express myself, and I feel like that was hard for me. Mm. As a Trump. I feel like he, he built the wall that I got going on right now because... For me, that was so hard. And I feel like as a, as a young girl communicating with my mom, I used to kind of go out on a whim sometimes and be real Disney Channel, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to express to my mom how I feel right yes, now. Yes, girl. I used to write letters. Receipt. I definitely wrote the letters. <laughs> wrote letters. I probably saw that on Disney Channel. I didn't Channel. even take that time. Listen. She was going. And she would be like, <laughs> girl, huh? Girl, please. Girl, bye. Get Get my house, huh? Is there are bigger girl. problems in the world. So for me, as an adult, it's so hard for me to want to express that. But if oh. I do... And you don't give it to me in point two seconds. Ooh. Oh boy, I just told you I like physical. I like physical touch, and I like for um, you know you to spend quality time. Mm-hmm. And you decided you just want to work like the next day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you just played yourself. Right. <laughs> and because also it goes into like that rejection too, yes. because that's yeah. something that you didn't get. Mm-hmm. Now you're not giving you're it to me, so you're rejecting me as well. Right. My love language is positive affirmations. Ooh. I believe that's like the first one or like mm-hmm. re- or reassurance. That's mine. Yeah. And I didn't get that. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, no shade, but I was always told what I did wrong. Yeah. Like, it's always like, well, you didn't do this. Or why, why? Like, I struggle in math real bad. And I feel like, there again, this was a teachable moment for me to maybe get tutoring. And I did. I went to school. You know, we had, like, a school tutor. But, like, I really struggled in math, though. And it's like, I'm not... If John had five, like, I'm not, like, y'all can, you can yell, I'm not going to get it. And I felt like I was, it was almost more natural for me to know, well, what I did now, Mm -hmm. what, what is it now? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, let me just be quiet. Let me go in my room and read my book because then at least I'm not doing nothing wrong. Like I can't, I don't have to hear it. So now for me, I need reassurance of love and affection. Like tell me 57 times that you love me because it might be that one time that you forget or you don't say it and i'll be like uh, uh, do you mm-hmm. hello do you love you, lo- you love me today is everything cool like i mm-hmm. have to hear it and i think it's bad because my husband like he's not one for like the reassurance he's like you need to know that i love you and i'm sure that i love you because i put gas in your car and i just <laughs> but i'm like no bro like, you look like if i'm cute like tell yeah, me tell 70 me. times yeah, like i gotta good. hear it because i don't like i need that because yeah. it was so many times where I wasn't getting it. And yeah. and not to say that, like, again, Ma, if you're listening, it's not to say that you were so terrible. It's just that we had a disconnect. Definitely. And I needed things that maybe you needed as well, and we weren't able to be on the same page. But now I know what I need. I right, know what right, kind right. of love I need. And I need you to be knocking me down, telling me how much you love me. Yeah. 
you're awesome. You did a good job. This is the best spaghetti I ever had. Even right. though you had it yeah. for five days in a row, tell me again. Because I'm going to forget and I'm going to be really like in my feelings about it. Like, dang, did he like the spaghetti though? Mm-hmm. Like, did I put too much garlic in it? I don't, yeah. I, I need that. I can agree. I feel like, you know what? The one thing that has really stuck with me growing up is that um, I think I used to strive for perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so. We were just, yeah, we just talking about that. I'm a so perfectionist. Because I was always trying to impress my mom. And it was so many things that I literally couldn't change about myself that I went through a long time of being real depressed and feeling really ugly. Mm. Um, And it wasn't my mom's fault. You know, I'm her pride and like I'm her Mm -hmm. pride and joy. So it would be times when I'm going through puberty. I could not. I still can't get my face right, girl. Um, this natural it, thing, everyday struggle. Good. You cute, I don't girl. Some new expensive. Yes. She looks expensive like a brat doll, a brat's listen, doll. It was always like <laughs> I tried proactive. I tried everything on the market. I'm proactive played me. So if they're listening, <laughs> <laughs> no shade, no shade. Um, but it was like, why your face look like that? Why your hair look like that? What mm. you gonna do? Like, oh, girl, you got some big feet. And I'm like, these are the things I cannot change. <laughs> like, this is me, so, y'all. For me, I felt like I was just not adequate. Like, I was not enough. I could never mm. change the things that she had an issue with. So I felt like growing up, you know, anybody that had an issue with me, I'm like, well, I don't really care to address it because it's probably something I can't change. Because I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time, oh. like, y'all, I even look, no no lie. Like, it's going to make y'all laugh because I do have big feet. Like, <laughs> I, like a real breast doll. I looked into surgery to make my feet smaller. No, Jay. Wow. Because I would get picked on at it at school. And then I'm mm. like, I done been picked on at school. And they used to call me, um, no more flippers in the pool from oh, the episode oh, of family. family. Oh, man. Lost and then I get home and mom was like, oh, you can't wear them shoes because your feet too big. Oh, yeah. Oh, girl, your head too big. Your forehead too big. That hairstyle is not for you. You need to swoop your hair. All right? All black girls oh, know no. you need to swoop your hair. It used to be so much. And I'm like, I felt so inadequate. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the things that are me. Right? Yeah, I never felt you can't change it. Me. Yeah. So when I'm interacting with other people, I only really gravitate towards people who accept me. Like, mm-hmm. I am a naturalista. My hair is going to be out. I cannot yes. work for you in your school if you got an issue with black women and mm-hmm. their natural hair. Right, period. I'm going to be unbelievable in the summer months, and that's it. <laughs> right. In the winter months, it's out. <laughs> um, this is me. Yes. And I feel like I have that wall built up to anybody who doesn't initially accept me. Mm-hmm. If you take time to accept me, I'm not for you. Girl, I feel that 100%, yeah. 1,000%. That is me. I, like we said before, I am a, I'm in recovery. I'm a recovering perfectionist. But I spent the majority of my life trying to please my mom. Like, yeah. it just, it started there. Because it was like, well, if I'm not doing this right, I want to do it right. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you to have anything negative to say or question mm-hmm. me or anything like that. Case in point, y'all are gonna laugh, and this is me like being 100% real and vulnerable right now, so don't judge me. But I used to stuff my bra. <laughs> me too! Because I was I, a part of the IBBC. Yeah, right, what is that, oh, yeah. girl? I'm itty bitty booby committee. Y'all want I some? Say titty. I, 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 I don't even know if I can say that to this day. <laughs> Right, girl. I was not the one. Like, I was like in the eighth grade. I was in private school. I used to stuff my bra with like toilet paper, and it was crazy because I would like have my different sizes. Like, I had a drawer with my little cups in there. Like, okay, it's gonna be a D day today. Like, let me go ahead and put those in there. And it was so real for me. And so my mom, like, obviously, she started to notice, like. I know Karen got all that going on <laughs> so she would like legitimately go inside my bra and like pull out the tissue like what are you doing basically girl it's supposed to be so I was like mom excuse me but it got to the point where like she would tell me to not do it and I would do it anyway I was obsessed yeah. with it like I don't know I just could not not have my toilet paper boobs. <laughs> so um, one day, like she, like I was getting ready for school, and I was just like, okay, I'm about to go. I got my D's in today, like it's lit. <laughs> and like I was walking out the door, and she was like, oh, and she pulled my little toilet paper boobs just out. Girl, just just exposed me Ooh. to everybody. Well, no, we was in the house. Nobody was there. Oh, okay. But like the thing about it was, she got she used to get so mad when I did it, but we never talked about why. Right. Why yeah, were you? You stuff in your bra what is it about you and stuff in your bra i didn't i was around all these girls that had all these boobs and i was here like with nothing and i didn't feel yeah. like i was enough and i wanted to be enough i wanted people to notice me obviously i'm pretty sure the guys knew like this girl got some <laughs> 
weird yeah. news going on. <laughs> but it was like we never talked about it. Yeah. So here I am feeling less than and not able to share that. So I think honestly that was the point where I was like it's useless. I'm not going to talk cuz you're going to like instead of you kind of embracing it and being like okay, you're yeah. like angry about it mm-hmm. like I'm doing something wrong. So right. it's like I'm just not going to tell you anything cuz maybe if I feel sad, you're going to get mad because why are you sad? You know, it, it would never be like a come to Jesus kind of like yeah. okay, it's okay. Let's talk. Let's talk. It was like why are you doing this every time? So yeah, and I think like yeah, this is gonna blow y'all mind, but <laughs> listen, I was the total opposite. I felt like I had too much attention on me and too many affirmations, too many girl, really? you got it going together, girl. <laughs> you um, you're gonna be powerful when you grow up. You're gonna be this and you're gonna be that. A lot of people pour into me, but they never like help me reach the point where I was trying oh. to go at, and they never allowed me to be normal. I just want to be normal. Oh. Every time I show up, it's always, oh, Dega Vonda. Oh, girl, dude. You know, it was always this light that was shining on me. And this have been all the way throughout my career. Everywhere that I go, I'm just curious. I just want to know things. <laughs> like, I'm that person where you put me in an environment, I just want to learn. But because I've learned, people want to give me this leadership position. Ah. Or they want to put me on this high pedestal so fast. Mm. When I'm just like, I just was just curious. And I was just trying <laughs> to be nosy. And I was trying to prepare myself just in case everybody leaves, I know what to do. Survival but mode. Yeah, yeah, I was I have always in that survival mode, but I don't want to be noticed. Can I just go a couple of days with nobody seeing me? Child, and that you never could live my life because ain't nobody see me, girl. I'm telling you, everywhere I go, people <laughs> just like, uh, I can open up my mouth and say something, and it's just like, I just want to be normal. And I just want to go, like, people just overlook me sometimes because sometimes it could just be a lie, you know? It, yeah. It could just be a lie, and I just be normal a couple of days out of the year. I never looked at it that way. Or just up under right. a rock. Like, can I just go under a rock and then nobody, like, just want to depend on me or, you uh, know, look for me to do things. Like, that's how it been. Like, because you always hmm. seem like you got it together or you always figuring things out. I have this pressure on you to expect you to be great. I expect you to have it all together. And it's like, when can I be normal? Wow. When yeah. can I just be normal? 1,000%. You know, um... With me, I felt like the expectation to be the good girl, the golden child. Yes, girl. You know, the yes. you better bring home these straight A's, a B, you could do better. A C, you can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's over after right. you hit a C. Right. Um, just even to this day, you know, people always are like, you, you have it going on. This is what we expect from you because this is what you've exhibited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only problem with that is I fall short so many times. Hello. Every day. Hello. Every day. I just don't broadcast my lows. And I right. really don't broadcast my highs either. Y'all are just noticing right. that. Mm-hmm. So it's like people have that thing going on. And it's like they don't even understand that when I am failing, I am failing hard. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm crying, but I've been so conditioned to not yes, cry in front of yes, other people yes. mm-hmm. that real talk, I cry in the shower. Mm-hmm. Okay, My wow. daughter has very rarely seen me mm-hmm. cry, but I have to make... Um, an effort for her to see me cry because I want her to know I'm human. That's I don't okay. want her to grow up and feel like it's weird to cry. Yeah. Like, I don't want her to grow up and feel like you know you can't express yourself. So when people expect these things from me and, and I do fail, like when I had my daughter, y'all, so many people were disappointed. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like that. Mm-hmm. And for me, that should have been the happiest time of my life. And yes. to this day, I still regret that because I was mm-hmm. depressed the entire I remember. time. Like, you I know, remember. people, I'm about to cry. I'm about to tear up right girl, now. Girl, cry, girl. People, Get it out. We're trying to plan, you know, a baby shower for me, but it wasn't in celebration. It was, it was like, like out of because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're supposed uh, to give you a baby shower, and mm-hmm. it's like I wasn't happy. I couldn't enjoy it. All I could think is I'm letting everybody down. Yeah. I couldn't focus on myself, yes. and I felt like I was raised to always make my mom proud. Mm-hmm. And then once I became an adult, I'm raised to make everybody else proud. Mm-hmm. I'm raised to make it happen. I have to do this, and it was you never for me. It was yes. never like I'm making these straight A's for myself. Right. It was never. Um, I even applied to come down um, to, to the college I went to because my family wanted me to go there. Mm. I applied nowhere else. Just to that school. Got into that school. And I'm like, well, that's what they wanted me to do. I'm good. Mm. So when I decided to, to have my daughter, it was like I let everybody down. Mm-hmm. And I still carry that weight to this day because I'm always like, am I doing a good job? I'm trying to be the world's greatest mom because yeah. I made this decision. I need to make sure everybody else is still proud. And instead of mm. me just being proud for me. Girl, first of all, I'm 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I remember that when you were pregnant, I I don't know what we were doing. I, we were all just at Nana's house during that time, and you were sad. And I was like, "Girl, like it's okay." You know, I don't know. I'm I, I don't know what it is to be pregnant. I'm just over here. I'm trying to. I don't even think me and Dante were married yet. Right. Like I'm just trying to, you know, she be a part of family. You know what I'm saying? But like it's okay. Like that that's a part of life. But. Just to encourage you, you're doing an amazing job. Yes. Like, girl, I, I already told her today, like, her daughter mm-hmm. is, like, the only reason why I want to have kids now. Before, <laughs> I was like, I don't got to have kids, like, whatever. But the way that you guys show love to each other, and she is, like, the most smartest little girl I've ever seen. <laughs> and, like, that is... So if you ever doubt yourself on what you're doing, you're doing a fantastic job with that little girl. Thank and you. she's going to be better than you than me, than her grandparents, than whoever else, because she's taught to love and to show love and to be happy. Yeah. And that is okay. You you don't gotta be, you know, loud and proud. You could just be who you are. And people are gonna love you for that reason. Mm-hmm. So I one hundred percent like encourage you to keep going because sometimes it takes us to go through our trauma and our bad times to know that this is not what I wanna do for the future right. so like before where i felt like eh, if I, I always used to say i only want to have boys because at least i know what boys like it'll yep. be different like they right. i don't have to it's easy yeah but now i'm like i want to have a girl because i want to have that bond i want to mm-hmm. be able to like build her up and tell her like girl you cute with your little natural mm-hmm. hair like you know everything just you know, she is what made me start wearing my natural hair, um, and she killed with it. A year ago, I was wearing nothing but weave, oh. right? Um, and my daughter came to me and was like, "Mom, I want my hair straight. I want." And she has beautiful oh, curly she hair. Does. She does. I want my hair straight. I want my hair straight like yours. I want my hair like this, like loose waves, because mm. I'm, I'm like rocking the loose right. waves. Um, and it didn't dawn on me that, like I said, kids do what you what you show yes. them. Yes. You know? And she was already, she was two at the time, having that self hate. Mm. because mommy's over here telling you your hair is beautiful but mommy doesn't wear her hair mommy's being unbelievable i'm like getting braided (laughs) up or i'm getting my hair sewn in but i'm telling you baby girl you look beautiful and she goes to school with other children who has loose curls or straight Mm -hmm. hair Mm -hmm. um so i have to constantly remind myself to put out the things that i wish i would have gotten because i wish i would have felt beautiful um, and I know that if you don't have that representation in front of you Mm -hmm. you're not gonna feel like that no yeah no that's man I love this. I really do. I felt everything y'all said, I feel like we were Kendrick Spears and we're all going through the same thing (laughs) because it's true. Yeah. Like we, this is a conversation I feel like we can't have in one day. Like we have to keep talking about this because it's true. We, we really want to do better. And like I said, it's not to bash anybody as a parent, but it really is to, to like bring more awareness to it. Like we see y'all and we know y'all struggle, but there was also things that we needed that we didn't get that we're struggling with today, but we're, you know, we're working on it. Mm -hmm. The perfection thing, I think it's been like the biggest thing for my, for my family. I was like the first girl to not have a baby. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm out of high school or whatever, like everybody pretty much had kids before, you know, like by now everybody has kids at my age, everybody, you know, was a parent. And I was like the first person, first girl in my family to really do that. And like, I was told that like, good job, you're you're breaking a generational curse and things like that. So I almost felt like, you know, that was a prize. Like, hey, I'm out here not having a baby, but it's like, okay. (laughs) And you know, there's other things that, that accompany that like, well, I also don't love myself, but we ain't giving no claps for that. (laughs) Nobody's excited about that. So, you Mm -hmm. know, it was like so much pressure to be that, to Mm -hmm. be the quote, good girl to, you know, don't have sex, you know, before you're married. So now I'm married and it's something that I have to like consciously strive to be better at. Like, I don't want to deny, you know, my husband or I don't want to like not be the best version of me i don't want to push him away i don't want to be angry i want to express myself like i want him to be able to express himself but it's like y'all wasn't showing us that Mm -hmm. so now it's like a double i have a double portion of like trying to be better like i have i have to i have to try to be better and 
I really appreciate being able to like get this out because I think that uh, outside of therapy, I don't think that I've ever had this conversation with other black girls. And if I have, they were like, my mom wasn't like that. My mom was cool. You know, she was the, the, the best mom, which my mom was awesome as well. But it's like, you know, no one could really relate to me on right. that level. Like, girl, yeah. what you mean you didn't love yourself? Like, girl, mm-hmm. I definitely didn't love myself. Like, right. Or looking at yourself like a failure when you've yeah. been doing stuff so good. Like, even for me, like, if I even tell you right now as you being my friend, like, when I first got out of the military, that first semester of school, you know, it was hard for me. And I was like, I never had, I've been out of school for seven years mm-hmm. and I have to go back to school to get back into the workforce. And like the first semester I failed all of my classes. I just walked out of the door because it was so much for mm-hmm. me. And I was like, this is the expectation of what everybody have set for me. And then I had to like pull it back together and be like, listen, you can do this. <laughs> and I had to yeah. really um, pour into me because nobody was checking up on me. They was nobody, like, Bonda's in college yeah, oh, and she, she doing, doing it. Good. She got it all together, but nobody <laughs> was like, you know what? Why did she stop going to school? Like, mm-hmm. what was going on in your mind when I was telling myself, you're not smart enough, you know, you're not mm-hmm. good enough to be right. in school. Like, you... This is too hard. I was putting all those words in my mind. And then I got it together. And, you know, it's like you said, it's a process. But now I'm in school and I'm so excited because I've been doing so good. But, you yes, know, everybody's going to see the finished part. But nobody see when the I was struggle. low. Nobody seen when I just was like, uh, by ACC, you in <laughs> this English teacher that's trying to make me write this paper. I don't know what you're talking about. And then you over here telling me to do statistics. Girl. and. I don't even know how to work a calculator any, anymore. You know, I don't know how to put this stuff inside this calculator to get the answers. So, you know, there has been places in my life where I have failed, but people, they, they don't know about them mm-hmm. because they're so highlighted on all of the other things I have done and they, you know, yeah. never allowed me to be normal. Yes, girl. Yes. I praise the few people that actually call you know, randomly, it's like God sent them when they mm-hmm. actually call. It's, yes, come on, uh, check on you. Oh my yeah. God! And it'd be weird, right? You'd be like, yes. should I tell them what I got going yeah. on, or should I just, you know, not? And I, yes. I fought myself because sometimes um, I have a really good uncle too who'll call like at the right time. The yes. spirit moves him to call, and sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. But honestly, just you calling makes, makes me feel yes. all right. Yes. You know, just like somebody notices me. Mm-hmm. Um, because me, when I went to grad school, I went to flying through high school, mm-hmm. kind of sort of pretty much flying through college on autopilot. And then I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. Right, I graduated, so everybody's mm-hmm. like, yes, two snaps for Jay. Right. She, she had a baby, and she still graduated college with two degrees. Right? She's that was like everybody, yes. woo, woo. Yes, That was girl. everybody's big whoop. And then I went to grad school mm-hmm. and failed. Mm-hmm. I remember. I failed so hard with a newborn, and it was like, everybody's like, and nobody's like, you know, let us help you. Right? Yeah. This is hard for you. Everybody was just so disappointed. And I'm like, uh, I'm disappointed. Right. <laughs> I failed. This, this is me. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was like, I was so low, but I was still trying to hold my head up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm dealing yeah, with yeah. it. It's cool. It's fine. Like, Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. I'll go back. Don't worry. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm still back. I'm still doing it. Yeah. And it's still a struggle. Um, and for me, it was just like, help me. Right? Yes. Pick me up. Like, notice that yes. I'm drowning. Notice that I'm yes. tearing up even though I'm not crying. Mm-hmm. You know? Notice that my baby doesn't sleep through the night. Please, help yes. me. <laughs> yes. You know, I, and I really like how you put um, brought that out where you said, like, it was certain people that were sent to you. And you remember, like, when we just talked about it, I said, uh-huh. I felt like in certain places and areas of my life, there was people that was there that really, like, motivated me because mm-hmm. they didn't have a really... Um, a person, you know, when we first started talking to them, they didn't know me like that, so they didn't know about you know how I felt. Yeah. So they was just able to just be there for me. So I do think those people that were in my life that did check up on me. So I won't say everybody just left me abandoned, right. but there was those <laughs> certain people that were in my life that motivated mm-hmm. me and helped me hit those milestones. And they pay- probably don't even know how much they pour into me, and because of that, that's who I am today. Yes. Right. They don't. You don't know how far just a I'm proud of you goes. Yes. Like honestly, because you could be doing real bad, but if every if someone just said, "Hey, I'm proud of you, you doing your thing, girl. Yeah. You out here. Yeah, you doing it. like that." That sends me. I'm like, oh, you proud of? Oh, I'm about. Oh, let me show what else I can do. Let me, you know, because it's it's something I didn't hear a lot. I think the first time my mom really told me that I was proud of me 
or that she was proud of me was like, I think, I don't know. I think when I started school, cause you know, I was in the Navy. So I started school like 2015 and she was like, I'm proud of you. You know, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And then like, I was in the middle of school. I think I had like a year left. She was like, I'm proud of you. And then obviously when I graduated, but when I was a kid, it wasn't a lot of I'm proud of you. It was a lot of this what, what you expected. Yeah. Right. And what you're not doing. But I mean, look at what we have sitting here right now. Yeah. Like, we're not even 30 yet. Right. And we have hit so many milestones so in our life. Many. We have been so many places. Like, you in right. grad school right now. You're right. a Girl, teacher. you're a like, teacher. Who on our level? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? There's some people that's out there that don't have anything going on. And I don't mean to belittle <laughs> them, but we have hit some major milestones yeah. in our life. Yeah. And we have have to like you know we we okay to like pat ourselves on the back yes girl yeah Yeah. exactly yeah Yeah. you gotta celebrate yourself too you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right it can't just always come from someone else and that sisterhood that i speak about is so important for that because girl like vonda you have been that person for me like just a few weeks ago we're Mm -hmm. we're like sitting in a cafe and vonda's just coming like checking in on me and i'm just like Oh, I just need to cry, you know, and I'm, she's just like, girl, what's going on? She prayed with me, and that's, like, something before, I'm gonna cry, I don't wanna cry, I don't wanna cry. <laughs> but before that time, like, it had been a couple weeks before I was able to, like, release, mm-hmm. like, everything that I felt like. I'm in graduate school, and it's hard. So it's hard. Like, oh, my gosh. And it's like, but I didn't believe that I could get to that point. So now that I was there, it was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, right. they they want me to do whole papers. Like, this mm-hmm. is not, you know, a little quick essay. Like, this is a paper. Like, they want mm-hmm. citations, yes. you know, on top of citations. And I almost, like, I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like, I, you know, I, I couldn't do it at the time. So, like, me talking to you during that time was like, okay, I can release it. And all she did was like, girl, you got this. That's the thing. You need those people that believe in you to express that. And Mm -hmm. I fully believe, you know, mom, if you ever listen to this, that my mom (laughs) believes in me. Mm -hmm. I believe that in the back of my head. But I needed to hear that. And as a kid, I never never heard that. Um, And I tell her that as an adult, right? I don't hear you say Mm -hmm. that. And for me, parenting like being a mother is the hardest job being a teacher is the second hardest job <laughs> um, like raising everybody else's kids yeah right? then, that's what you're doing going to grad school it's like all of these things that i never thought that i could do and actually because of how i was raised i did not want to be a mom so it was like Ooh. all of those variables mm. and i'm like i'm drowning i'm drowning and I, I i know that eventually i can do it i just need my mom right mm. to tell me that i can do it um and so the 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 fun part about that is later in my life. So after I had my daughter, I actually reconnected with my dad. Um, and it was so many so many years of me being so angry. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not there. You don't check on me. You don't call me. Yeah. And it was instantly my dad said to me, um, when we first back, like when we first connected, you know, I know that a lot has happened. I know I've been gone a lot, but don't think I never checked on you, you know, through others. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know, first and foremost, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Ooh, girl, I'm going to cry now. Everything Ooh. I ever felt, like in that no, moment, the it's just all of the oh anger, the gosh. hurt, the sadness, everything just went away because no. I'm like, all these years, no. I've been wanting my mom oh, to say that. Yeah. And then here you go from out of nowhere, and it's like, you're proud of me. Even though, you know, I've done things that are disappointing mm. to him, like yeah. in his religion, in his culture, me having a baby out of wedlock is like, Child. not it. Um, and I would say when he found out I was pregnant, he didn't even talk to me again my entire wow. pregnancy. So why wow. just still tell me, like, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I see that you're a really great mom, and I'm proud of you, mm-hmm. you know? And he knew. He knew that I had failed my first, you know, triad grad school. And he was Man. like, with everything, I am proud of you. You are doing it. You're taking yes. care of yourself. And that made me, like, I wow. cried. I cried. Girl, I'm cried. crying right now. Like, what is and happening? And that meant the world to me. So to this day, you know, my dad's not perfect, and that's going to make my mom jealous, so I'm sorry, but... <laughs> My dad is like my rock star because no matter what I'm going through, I feel safe to mm-hmm. let him know when I fail and he'll still tell me that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I still believe in you. I'm still proud of you because you move through your failures. Yeah. You don't stay there. Yes. I like how you talked about that. Ooh. I'm sorry. No, girl, go okay, ahead. Okay, so girl, like, I need to get it together. Me and, my, me and my dad, we had to do <laughs> like some work too because I said, like I said, he was in and out of the house. And, you know, as I grew up, I had this perception. I had one perception, he had one perception. And mine was like, yeah, you 
support me and you love me, but you know, where were you for my graduation? Mm. Where were you for some of these milestones or just to teach mm. me what it meant to have a man and what I'm supposed to expect and you know, you being that king in my life. And you know, um one Father's Day, probably like two years ago, he came to my church and he just stood up and he told me all of these good things about me that I never knew that he even thought about me. Right. He was like, you know, you always been that child that I didn't have to worry about and mm. you know, you're doing great things and um, I'm just so proud of you. He said the same thing to me, and I was like, whoa, I never know that he thought about that or that he yeah. even noticed what I had going on in my life. So it felt really good. And then I also wanted to hit on the part where you talked about, like, how we met <coughs> at the restaurant. And, oh. you know, for me, it was... I get to sit down with somebody who I could be real with Ooh, and I can yeah. be myself and I could be oh. normal. And guess what? She's not going to want something from me she's Ooh, not yes. gonna want to take something from me yeah. but she wants to just be my friend like you're my friend you know versus people just want to take 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 instead of pouring into your friends Ooh. i believe in mutual relationships yes. where we both benefit from the relationship you know and even you just being here it's like okay i have somebody else who i can actually talk to or i can you know be real with and be normal around and Ooh. even with you with the thing for school when I text you and ask you, would you, you know, put in a um oh, a vote yeah. for me? It was like you did it right away, like mm. instantly. You were able to like come up with something for me to yeah. support something that I wanted to do, and so I was like, you know, this is mutual. It's both ways, girl. Of support. Yes. I think, yeah, girl, I'm here for it. And they really got me over here, like in <laughs> tears, y'all. Y'all know I'm a crybaby. Come on. <laughs> But I agree with everything y'all said. Um, I don't want my mom to be jealous, so I'll say uh, my big moment with her was when I was like, I don't know, I think I was still in Jacksonville, and she, I think she has like some sort of revelation of her own or something, and she apologized to me oh, as an adult, like, bro, like, when she did, I was like, uh, like, I almost had to pull over the side of the road, because I, you, you don't hear, your right. mom don't apologize, right. like, parents do not right. apologize, <laughs> praise them, I would have <laughs> right, girl, I was, I was sent for the rest of the day, like, I was yes. like, okay, but she said, that you know, big. she put a lot, she admitted, she was like, I put a lot of pressure on you to be, you know, this. She said, I always just say, I wish I had two of you because you were a good kid, you know, but in doing that, like, you know, she maybe paid more attention, paid more attention to my sister because my sister was a, a tad more active than I was. <laughs> you know, she was the crazy one out of the both of us. I was very, we were very much night and day. And so she would say, you know, but. I realized that me, by me, like, not giving you that attention and maybe focusing more on your sister, that you missed it. You missed something. And that was like, girl, like, you don't have to say nothing else. Like, I'm here for this because all I wanted to know, oh, my, cry, oh my gosh, like, all I wanted to know is that what I'm doing is good enough. Like, I don't have to, like, do anything else. Like, you saw me for me. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to try that hard like yeah. you still you still love me yes yeah for what we're talking about and <laughs> right. how much healing is yeah, bringing toward is bringing healing. out you know um and i know that there's somebody else that's out there that yeah. has gone through the things same things that we have gone through or you can relate to what we're saying and if you if you can see that you know um we were able to <laughs> overcome it it's over. It's <laughs> we were able to overcome. Go on. And I'm over here being an advocate for therapy. If yes, you are girl. A young or old or in between, seasoned black black girl or black woman, <laughs> seek therapy, man. Yes, Forget girl. what our culture tells you mm -hmm. about speaking. If you feel like it's better for you to speak to, um, you know, a circle of friends or family mm -hmm. that you have, that works too. That's still yes. therapeutic. Yes. But um, I'm, I'm going through therapy. it. Right, Kira, I heard you say that you got Girl, I'm it. still in therapy right now. Listen, I on the couch. Therapy. <laughs> Find you one with a good couch, too, and a nice box of tissues. If they don't have any tissues, leave. That ain't if the one. If they don't have a good couch, leave. <laughs> or a nice chair. I've been to one with a nice chair, too. But, you know, therapy is important. And yeah. I know that when I went to therapy, my mom was like, you want a therapy? 
What you gonna tell the people? What you gonna tell the people? You know you can tell your mama business now. <laughs> you cannot. And I'm like, woman, well, I'm going to therapy for me, yeah. right? And it never even dawned on it. My dad is very much like that too. He's like, you, you gonna talk to them people? <laughs> you it's never like stuff? that person. You gonna talk to them people? <laughs> um, but it's helpful. So if you are a person of any color, not just a, you know a person of, yeah. of color. I just know it's tougher in our community because mm-hmm. um, I see other other cultures where they encourage their kids to go to therapy. They put yeah. their kids in therapy. Right, like nine. You know, like, I don't know if I'm doing this right, <laughs> so let me put you in therapy to see. Um, but I had to take myself, and you should too, if, you, if you're listening. And that sounds like... That sounds like you. Yeah. yeah. I like how you talked about that, you know, because you don't want things to keep piling up. Like, mm-hmm. just event after event. And then once you do sit down with someone, you so numb and you so right. far apart from what even happened. You don't even know what the issue is. That was You me, just girl. like, please help me find out what happened to me. And then you have to go all the way back to you being two and three and four and five <laughs> yeah. years old. This is not even a problem from your, you being 20 years old. It's something that happened when you mm-hmm. were younger that you still haven't healed from that traumatic experience that took place that no one talked about. So now when you bring it up, is you're able to be free and yes. really walk in your true identity, knowing who you are and what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. 1,000%. I think that this is a good point to end it before I go into a whole like cathartic kind of mode here because y'all have really like put me in a space right now. And I'm so, so, so grateful for this conversation. This was not planned. So I'm here for it. I'm here for the random conversation. I really hope that you ladies that are listening and men got something out of this conversation. Our goal here is to, grow you know this is our journey this is how we've gotten to this point in our life it's not perfect the ways were not always straight but we here and apparently we dipping and doing because we're in school we got kids we living our best life so don't be afraid to talk about those things that you were told not to talk about it's okay they gonna be all right this is about you now so as always please listen subscribe follow and rate my podcast okay Thank you, and I will see you next time. Bye.